husband asked if I would write his theme song. I'm almost halfway finished. How do you like it so far? How do you like the theme to Gary's show? Hello, carnies, and welcome to Sideshow. Hey, I'm Joe. I'm Jacques. And this one's going to be weird, man. Uh, yeah, Joe and I are... Uh, very optimistic going into this one. At the same time, we are uh, we we are positive. We are positive this is going to be a train wreck. Yeah. Um, so when coming up for ideas for size for size shows, um, sometimes they're pretty laser focused, like game show board games. You know, it's something finite. It's from my collection. There has to be a stopping point because I only have so many. Um, here, though, I thought, well, what else can we talk about that's Kind of niche, but interests both of us, and TV themes came to mind. Yeah, we, we, we have a list uh, of, of upcoming sideshows, but they require guests and some interesting topics, some unusual things, some interesting personalities. Yeah, but Joe pitched uh, theme songs, and I was like, oh, great, because in, in conversation, it's a little hacky, and people have said this, they don't seem to have... In my day, they had songs to describe the entire series. Back in my day, they had theme songs for television shows. Yeah, but you know why? You know why they spent the money to write theme songs? Why? Because Chico needed the money. <laughs> you bastard! So, but but seriously, it's like you you go through, you know, and we can we'll, we'll go down the whole list. But it's like the theme songs are as iconic as the characters from it. It's like the Flintstone theme song is as iconic as Fred. You know, uh, the, the Muppets. You 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 keep going. I mean, there are some theme songs that like have lasted in memory longer than than the shows ever did. We were trying to narrow down family theme songs. Yeah, from the eighties, from the seventies, theme songs without words, theme like the songs best. with words. And so, what I'm trying to do now, I guess, we were trying to do this kind of haphazardly, which is probably a bad idea, but we're trying anyway. I'm going to go into my iPod, uh, an iPod. My in my day, an iPhone used to be called an iPod, and that's why I called it an iPod. I'm going into my iPhone because. It has on it an exorbitant amount of TV theme songs. I love TV theme songs. I grew up, I don't know if you know this, I grew up watching television. Yeah, it, it, people, people listening to the podcast for more than like three seconds won't be surprised. Joe and I didn't have a lot of friends growing up, and we, uh, our friends were uh, our, 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 our favorite shows. Our favorite shows being everything on TV because we didn't do anything but watch TV. And when we became friends eons ago, it's like one of the biggest bonding things is oh, you know this obscure show that lasted two episodes on NBC in 1974? Well, I love that. And here's the theme verbatim. <laughs> right. So what I'm going to try to do, I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how this goes. And if it doesn't go anywhere, then I've just wasted 30 minutes of your time. But what I'm going to do is go into my iPod and I'm going to start with an album called Television's Greatest Hits, Volume 3, the 70s and 80s. Wait, wait, wait. The fact that it's a Volume 3, <laughs> and these are all 30-second, two-minute shows, that you, or, or minute songs, that you needed three volumes because you filled up space on the... I mean, no, not, no, this, not they, you, not right, you, right. but, but, the re- but that's, how fame, that's how popular these things are and how iconic they are. Yeah, so this one is specifically select theme songs. From the 70s and 80s, they've, uh, I forget who put it out. I don't know if it was like Rhino, or I think it was like Rhino. Rhino Rhino. always put out the catalog. Yeah, this might have been even pre-Rhino. But um, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to just look down the list 
I'm going to start singing a theme song that isn't apparent, that shouldn't be apparent to Jacques right away, and then see if he can guess the theme song from my singing. It, and hopefully you guys like it. I don't have the best singing voice, so obviously I want to showcase that. It's better than me singing it. <laughs> Let me give you an example. Baby, if you ever wondered, wondered whatever became of me. I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. Yep. Cincinnati, WKRP. Tired of packing and unpacking. Yeah. Town to town. Up and down the aisle. Dial. Dial. Maybe you and me were never meant to be. But baby, think of me once in a while. I'm at... WKRP in Cincinnati. Is there a remote chance that anyone is listening at this point? <laughs> Did I just not just kill this episode of Sideshow? Pretty much. But have I buried Carnival personnel? Yeah, it's dead. Okay. Rest in peace. So here we go. I'm going to go. That was actually one of the songs on the album. It was, okay. So here we go. I'm going to also play... I, I'm not playing. I'm going to sing... A song that maybe Jacques knows. <clears throat> Look at what's happened to, to me. me. <laughs> I can't believe it myself. Suddenly I'm up. What is that Top from? of the world. Greatest American hero. Oh, God. William Cat, we love you. Seriously, uh, that, that is <laughs> such an underrated show. When people talk about superhero shows, like greatest American hero gets left off. Every list. Yeah. And, and that's a shame. Yeah, exactly. William Cat, uh, Robert Culp was right. his guy there. And, um, and uh, oh, Konica Stevens. Oh, Connie Stevens, right? And, and, What's her name? Oh. And what is great, it's like, you know, uh, he just... I'm getting her name wrong. Yeah, no. Uh, that And I don't know. Did that last, like, that? I don't two know how Two seasons? That, it was two seasons. Yeah, I was actually into it for a while, like, looking back on it years ago because the DVD had come out. We, we, we want to stay focused, as unfocused as this episode is, but to sidebar just for a moment, was that one of the greatest white men froze in TV history? Oh, God, yeah. The, okay. the, he rocked that perm, baby. Yeah, that, that was pretty epic. That, him and Greg Brady were like yes, up there, yes. right? And they were about 20 years apart. They, they, I think he was a white spokesperson for Jerry Curl. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't, I'm in his wheelhouse right now. So One for one. One for one. Uh, okay, how about this one? <clears throat> Welcome back. The dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back. Now I, I keyed into the, the same old place that you laughed about. Well, the, the names have all changed since you blew around, but those dreams have remained and they turn around. Who'd have thought we need you? Who'd thought they need you? Back there where we need you. We got him on the spot. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I got a note. <laughs> Sign Epstein's, Epstein's mother. mother. <laughs> Up your nose with a rubber hose. Oh. But yeah, the, some of the key to singing that song is to hold in a yawn. So, you know, yawn like this. Welcome back, your dream. You, you, you basically do that. You lose oxygen about halfway <laughs> in. 
which is probably to the benefit of the audience. But okay, that was a, that was an, a, a slam dunk. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's a give me. That, that's leaning into a pitch I might, right there. I might have to leave this era because I don't think I'm going to stump you with any of these songs. Yeah, they're all too good. I mean, I'll just go down the list like, you know, Barney Miller. Wojohowitz, one of my favorite TV names of all time. Fish. Yeah. Oh, I would not. I would be able to tell you the entire premise of the TV show Fish, but I don't know if I remember the uh, the theme song. The, the thing about Fish. Do you do you know the premise of Fish at all? No. Basically, Fish was the old, 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 old cop, like in the detective bureau uh, under Barney Miller's like command, and he and his wife adopted foster children. And this was this was the absolute left leaning. Over the top political correctness, trying to get every ethnicity a moment in the sun on TV. So every one of their adopted children or their foster children was from a different like race, creed, and color. <laughs> like honestly, it was it was fantastic. Okay, here's one. I'm sure that you'll pick up in two seconds. Lady Godiva was, was a freedom <laughs> rider. She didn't care if the whole world said. Um, Joan of Arc with the Lord to guide her. She was a sister who really cooked. Well, the thing is, if I didn't know this song before, by the way, it's mine. Right. And then came on. Family Guy. Oh, yeah. Somebody please go to YouTube. Because one of the great things we were saying we miss about these theme songs. They explain either the the whole show, the quirky premise, introducing all the characters with the mod one. It goes a couple more verses than most. And then there's mod. <laughs> and then there's mod. And the family guy do a great, I'm going to say it's a whole, it's a third of an episode. It's almost an entire <laughs> act break of a family guy where Peter is just getting so frustrated because he loves the song at the beginning, but by like the ninth verse. Right. He's because like, he's just like, and then there's mod. And then there's mod. And then there's mod. Yeah, we got it. Madam Curie was a strong woman character, working all day in a science lab, yeah. Susan B. Anthony, always on doing stuff, marching around and holding up signs. And then there's mod. Pocahontas what the had hell? it all going on. An Indian guy with lots of Indian pride. Oh, come on! And then there's more! Amelia Earhart flew a lot of airplanes Except for that one time when she didn't come back And then there's more! Ah, there we go! That was an ordeal! Uh, let's see... Maybe we'll just go on and start playing theme songs. I, I don't know. The, the, I want to do something theme songy, but, but it is. It's so hard. Like so, you know, we we actually did decide to try to sit down and do a little prep for this one. Besides, <laughs> oops. Hey, hey, what's the headline news on the Huffington Post, Fox News, and right. CNN? And what about those clowns in Congress? Wow, <laughs> those clowns are at it again. Um, but then you're going down the list, and it's like you know, like I said. 50 best TV theme songs you find, and then the 50 best female, you know, driven theme songs of all time. Best game show theme songs. All right, I'm, all right now I'm skipping to volume six, uh, Remote Control, television's greatest hits. You know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to start playing them. Let's hear it. And then um, hopefully this kind of makes sense because there's a little technical stuff that uh, isn't jiving with the recording of this. But here we go. Do you know this one? 
And do you remember the like the most horrific Webster's episode ever? Which one is the awful Webster one? The awful Webster episode was the one where they had to change venues. Essentially, there, it was a I think it was like a season-ending cliffhanger where Webster. If anybody doesn't know what Webster is, just look it up. But Webster is a, a small young black child who was adopted by a white couple. Uh, Alex Karras was the father, and I forget the actress who played the mother. But uh, they lived in a, like a high-rise apartment, and then um, at the end of like the second season, I believe, um, for some reason, Alex Karras's character—I think, if I remember correctly—they correctly, bring home a bunch of like like unsafe toys or something like that. Uh, oh, and cool. then there was there was a chemistry set. Uh, Webster saw the chemistry set unattended and started to play with it and lit his apartment on fire like the whole apartment burned down not the building but the the apartment was just burned to the crit like nobody died and he started saying we don't need no water for the motherfucking burn <laughs> that's right burn motherfucker burn I rem- okay yes. i remember that yeah episode. so no. but the, yeah it was like a horrific like awful like oh my god he burned down his his home but then they got a brand new home in the th- third season but the, which was sprawling and it was there it was like a single family home kind of deal so it was an upgrade so kids if you want to move out of your <laughs> shitty two-bedroom apartment in 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 midtown manhattan wherever they live uh so how about this one Show me that smile. Don't waste another minute on your crying. We're gonna convert all people to Christianity. Oh wait, that's the alternate version to that theme song that Kirk Cameron wanted to sing. That was the theme song from Growing Pains. Uh, how great is that, though? Um, which, uh, you know, gonna a little brag about the career a little bit. I'm working on Touched by an Angel. Kirk Cameron comes in for a meeting with the executive producer, and at the time, he's on a show on. Oh, uh, what's the precursor to CW? Um, oh, like the WB? What, what, what was the oh, one? UPN? Uh, yeah, UPN. And that, that at the time had homeboys from outer space <laughs> on it. And I, he's sitting in the waiting room, and I got in trouble from, from the executive producer, who was trying to yell at me at the same time, couldn't stop laughing, when she found out that I told him he was the funniest white guy on UPN. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, so that uh, that was uh, the joke was I think he was the only white guy on UPN <laughs> yeah. at the time. Here's another one from uh, Volume Six. New boy in the neighborhood lives downstairs and it's understood. He's uh, I thought we agreed we would not give any extra press to GOP douchebags. <laughs> I believe that Charles in charge of our days and, and our nights. I want him to be in charge of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't even want to glorify that show at all because, seriously, what a douche. Yeah, I know. Like, Dude. ever since Joni loves Chachi, that guy's been a douche. And he was, uh, well, yeah, I mean, he, he's torn through more... Uh, ladies uh, than Jack the Ripper, yeah. I think. <laughs> when he was coming through Hollywood, he was he was quite a coxman, uh, if I dare say. But and he had a great 
appearance on the Howard Stern show where he it was like a tell-all of like everything. Like it was amazing. This is pre pre super douche. Like right. this is when he was. Promo- is this how he got his douche? Oh, is this when he was promoting his douchey show? Yes. Okay. The the like uh, oh what was it the forty and single or something like that. You're right. I thought it was douchey and more douchey. Right. <laughs> more can douchey. <laughs> uh, so how about this gem? Here we are, face to face, a couple of silver spoons. Open line, two of a kind. Make it go, make it grow together. We're gonna find a way. Yeah, so I always wanted to have a train track in my house growing up because of the show. We talked about that in the arcade episode. That's right. He had a dragon's lair. Didn't he have a dragon's lair? He had all sorts of. But, but that was like at the time, like the that was the first Laserdisc game. It was like, wow, that's not just like Pac-Man in there. That yeah, was that was like, yeah. So yeah, he was a rich kid, and that brought, that also introduced the world to Alfonso Ribeiro and Rick right. Schroeder. Ricky, no, it was Rick. well then, but now now it's Rick. I think it, is it Richard Schroeder at this point? I think he's gone back actually to like it was a big thing when like thirty years later he's what? trying to get Dal soap commercials. <laughs> well, yeah, when he was on NYPD Blue, he was Rick Schroeder. Right. Yeah, but now it's Ricky Schroeder. Uh, we love you, Ricky. How about this one? Thank you for being a friend. Do 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 do. Traveling down the road and back again. They're trying to bring this back. Oh, that's great. But it, it's with four gay guys. They're calling it Silver Foxes. Oh, that's. And that's... it's apparently it's being held up in production, according to the producers, by homophobia. Oh. Which I don't know about that. Well, you know, not in this day and age. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, who would be afraid of, you know, gay people on television? Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, about 40% of the oh, okay. There still. we go. Yeah. But yeah. Well, let's see. His approval rating about 35%. So about 35% okay. of people. Yeah, so they're trying to bring back Golden Girls. But that's, that was a, a fantastic theme song. I think Golden Girls, correct me if I'm wrong, is uh, is the first time um, anyone's ever used the term guilt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when it came to Blanche Dubois? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rue McClanahan. Seriously. Yeah. Wouldn't mind breaking off a piece of that Kit Kat bar, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I'm more of an Estelle Getty person myself. <laughs> Uh, Who is ironically the youngest of the right, four? Right, right, right. But of course, Betty White. Uh, she she was just fucking amazing. Yeah, no. It, honestly, and, if you're going to bang somebody in their nineties right now, right, I think there'll be the the the, the surviving who's alive? one. Yeah, the who's surviving alive? one. I'd go for the surviving one. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, how about um, so picky? Here we go. Here's one that you'll know immediately. Police Squad? That's right. <laughs> police Squad, for those who don't know, was a spin-off, basically a, a takeoff of Airplane. And sadly, they pulled it, and, and they said it was too smart for American television at the time. There was, this was pre-VCR, so people couldn't tape it and watch it again. But it was just like when Airplane came out, and you missed... 90% of the jokes the first time around because you were either laughing hysterically at the first joke while the next three played, or it was a psych gag that you didn't get right away. Right, like when, I mean, the, the staple of psych gag of Police Squad was actually in the squad room. The door to Police Squad had a window on it and the words Police Squad written on it. The, the, the front, the top word, police, was written correctly. 
and then they reversed squad on the bottom. So you would read it from one way to the yeah, <laughs> other. Yeah. yeah. All uh, that stuff. Well, you know, there was one of my favorite things. Um, there was a bank scene where, you know, a guy goes up and he's waiting in line to see the teller and she's behind like a, a gate. You know, it's, it's not the plexiglass, it's the gate. And he's like, can I talk to you in private? It's like, well, sure. And she takes two steps to the left of where she was standing, and it's just open. So it's like, why do you have this security <laughs> right. in front of her when you can take one step around? But it's one of those things where a lot of people might have been following dialogue. But it was sad. I, I, I think, think they shot a whole season, or they shot 12, but I think only like five or six aired. Yeah, I know. it was just, But it's all available on DVD. And then, of course, that spawned the Naked Gun series, which was itself fantastic. Thank you, O.J. Simpson. Oh, God. Yeah. Here we go. How about this one? Don't, don't say Rod Roddy was the announcer. These are the Tates. You're watching Soap. Oh, right, right, right. That was great. Yeah. Soap. Uh, and then the same composer... Okay, so George Tipton was the composer of this theme. He also composed this theme. You know what it is, right? Same... same get in that mindset of soap. And that, that font. You know, that 80s font. I think it might have been a spinoff of soap. I think it was a spinoff of soap. It was with the people who left soap. It, it, Robert Guillaume Benson Benson Yes Yeah, Benson was on soap Right Yeah, and he was like What, the, the butler to the governor? Yep. It, uh, okay, here's my name dropping Robert Guillaume story Oh my god uh, He did a guest appearance uh, Scott Grimes was at the time On Good Behavior I think that was a UPN show where Good he was, with an E Yes, yes uh, uh, Sherman Helmsley was the star of it and I think that was the show that Guillaume came on. And when Scott introduced me, it was one of those cringeworthy moments where he's like, hey, this is my friend Jacques. And as he's shaking my hand, he's like, I had a son named Jacques who had passed away. But he's like, he didn't tell me that part. But when he said it, and he's shaking me, and he was being very nice about it. But I'm like, that was past tense. Right. <laughs> that's that's awkward <laughs> i'm just meeting this guy and being told about a dead child yeah uh yeah so that that's my that's my brush with greatness that's how, how about uh, now i wasn't into this show but you were here we go once in every lifetime comes a love like this oh this is um oh, I need you. Uh, the young ones. The young, the young ones. ones. Which is funny because this morning, uh, you know, at the track, not the horse track, right? You're running sprints. It's like, I, I forget, we're sprinting with the little guys, and, you know, my sister's like, oh, he's one step beyond. And then she starts singing this country song that has that line in it. In my head, I was singing Madness, one step beyond. And the great thing about that show, uh, they would all of a sudden, it's like, what's that racket upstairs? I think it's Madness. And then they would cut to the band <laughs> Madness. And one of the guys' rooms playing a song. They kept like introducing like bands like that all the time. Oh, Just wow. Non sequiturs cut to. The funny thing about Madness is that they had the one hit Our House in the U.S. But in the U.K., they went on for like years. years. Well, that's the funny thing. Everybody here knows One Step Beyond uh, or, or knows Our, Our House. House. But like one of my favorite songs. And, th and they were... 
I'd have to ask my friend John. I don't know if they are the grandfathers of ska, but they were definitely a pioneer. And their song, like, one step beyond... The, that's the entire lyrics of the song. It's like two or three times in it, the singer was one step beyond, and then it would go on to a bridge. It's great. How about this one? Sometimes the world looks perfect. Perfect strangers. Nothing can be here. Yeah, there you go. Balky. <laughs> what country was Balky from? Bar- uh, but he was from Me- uh, Mepos. Mepos. Which didn't exist. Right. Yeah, it was like a, it was a little island country. Um, yeah, Mepos. It was like a Greek island. That's great. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Don't be ridiculous. Casamari, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are so happy. Now we do the dance of joy. I mean, the funny thing is you're playing not obscure ones, Mm. but these aren't like the iconic ones, but we still know them almost instantly. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, everybody knows this one. What is it? Come on, man. This is an instrumental. It's a... Harry Anderson... Uh, Night Court, yes. Night Court, thank you, thank oh, you. Oh, God. That, how great is that show? That show was great. Yeah, and, um, so who was your favorite bailiff? Bull. Yeah, was it Bull? It had to be Bull. What about, um, the, uh, there were two Selmas that died. Two, right. Weird, by the way. Uh, they had Selma Diamond, and they had Selma Richardson. It's weird that they never found her. What? <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, of course, I was, I mean, the Marky Post got me through uh, yeah, many, yeah, yeah. many, many nights. But, honestly, my hero, my hero from the show, one of my top five favorite characters in TV is Dan Fielding. Dan Fielding, man. He was, like, to be honest, I don't know if you could get away with a character like that. Maybe on an FX show, maybe on a Cartoon Network, uh, uh, an Adult Swim show. But his, uh, his... Piggery slash douchebaggery yeah. knew absolutely no bounds. My favorite episode is when he saved uh, Christine's life by she was choking or something, and um, he said, uh, "She's like Dan, thank you so much for saving my life. How can I ever repay you?" He's like, <laughs> "Sleep with me." <laughs> right. And then they go to then they go to perform this 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 ritual at the at like some hotel room, and then every member of the night court cast kept like barging in. Right, and so he's about to, you know, make love to Christine, and then all of a sudden, Dan um, notices a guy on the window, uh, on the ledge of the apartment that they're in, and he's about to jump, and so he, Dan, like, you know, he's like interrupting this loser who's about to jump, and then he's like, "All right, so you're not getting any big deal. What about us guys who are?" <laughs> You jump off these things, plunge down there, splatter all over the sidewalk. She is going to be very upset. And I'm going to wind up playing with the TV remote all night. <laughs> I didn't mean to ruin your evening. It's just, just a... a, 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 a you can't make up your mind about anything, can you? Well, listen, if you're going to stay, stay. If you're going to jump, jump. Bye. No! <laughs> just saved your life and now you gotta sleep 
Yeah, so uh, we love Night Court here on the Carnival Personnel. Uh, let's let's get through. Well, a how do you not? Because he's a magician. Like he was always trying to find a way to get in his hacky magic tricks it wasn't into the hacky. show. It was pretty. Good. It was pretty. Good. Yeah, don't 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 knock Harry Anderson. He was a great man and is a great man. I think he's still with us. Uh, let's see. There's a couple more on moron. Uh, there's a couple. Of <laughs> that, well, that would describe Carnival Personnel. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I want to put on. I mean, we can get into like the dramas because all the sitcoms, you know, we we know and love. But there are some dramas. Is on this one, but I was never a big drama guy, so I might not get. You saved the drama for your mama. Is what <laughs> I don't know. You, you're not gonna know. <laughs> I mean, everybody knows this one. The courtship of Betty's father. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we well, you know this one. Just the good old boys, never meaning no harm, except for Tom Wolpat, who was in the news. Did you hear about that? Yes, just locally. Yes, here. right, right. Like, well, you know what. In his defense, he is famous. Yes. Which, by the way, the president said... Very presidential of him. Yes. Very presidential of him. I don't know if he grabbed her by that, but but he did try to grab her, apparently. Allegedly. Allegedly. And again, he's famous. It's okay. They let you do that. They let you do that. Yeah, so... I mean, uh, what was my mom doing out anyway? I'm going to play one that's just going to tickle your, your nostalgia bone. Here we go. This is going to get the cease and desist letter from ABC. Did you have the express reading rights from the NFL and ABC? Yeah. Just, just the NFL. <laughs> Another family guy reference. Yeah. Dana, dana, dana. I mean, this is so great. This is how much the NFL did not even consider concussions back in the day. Their opening logo was Monday two night. helmets smashing together and it, breaking into a billion pieces. Exactly right. I mean, they might as well have just been skulls. Like, just make two skulls do that. Well, they didn't think consider any of that stuff because, because you know, uh, Monday Night Football was was it. It was the granddaddy of all. There's all these great documentaries about it. But those guys were hammered in the booth, just absolutely hammered. Oh, they God. were complete rock stars. Have you ever seen the made-for-TV movie? I think it was on TNT. Probably not, because I had to go look it up when I heard about it. It's called Monday Night Madness? Yes. Oh, you have seen it? Yeah. Okay. But that pales in comparison to like the real story. Yeah. Like, when you actually see it. But but what an iconic, iconic theme song. I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's just like... And how sad is it that it's not part... Like, Sunday Night Football that NBC has. And now we have, like... And that theme song's okay. But it's not like it doesn't get you nothing. Like, that like, that is it. And then we were talking about this earlier. This this particular theme song. Some walk by night. Moonlighting. Yes. Some, Some fly by day. Moonlighting comes yeah. in. Joe brought this up because I I made the joke on uh, this week's carnival personnel that I recited to our managers upstairs because they never listen to this show. It's like, hey, I heard there's no atmosphere on Mars, so they're going to put up some moonlighting and some Al Jarreau, to which Joe instantly started singing the theme song from Moonlighting. Badly, by the way, just as you've already heard. All right, let, let, let's hit us with one more, one more going out on this. Uh, before we, we go to the last one, it is... You know, Carnival Personnel. We don't have to tell you how to find us or Sideshow because you're listening. But um, I'm on Twitter at, at the Jacques Four. I'm Joe. at uh, Twitter uh, at OptiGrabber. And so please tweet at us or or send you know, send a message. You know, via the Facebook page, Carnival Personnel. 
uh, not the carnival podcast that turns out to be a different thing not, not carnival not carnival yeah. carnival personnel uh what are the best five theme songs that joe should sing on our next sideshow that we do uh or our next episode anything yeah right. anything and 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 if you want to be funny and say the best five theme songs he should sing are theme songs that are instrumental only <laughs> i could do that like the kids in the hall Doom. sanford and son yeah, i could do that uh yes you could All i right. will do that i'll just do it now so thank you for listening in the sideshow this will be the last one make it a good one Joe make here it a good t- one here to take us out is uh, an oldie but a goodie <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to watch Mr. Belvedere every day it's not okay to unmasturbate after each episode of Mr. Belvedere the Mr. Belvedere Appreciation Club or whatever that was and also Google the story about uh, Christopher Hewitt sitting on his balls during a table read and where he had to be carted away by ambulance he had to go to the hospital because he sat on his balls how did you get the Franks above how did you get the beans above above the Franks Franks? (laughs) yeah I think Bob Euchre's best sitcom I mean, honestly, yeah, has to be right. I can't think of another sitcom or pop euchre. No. So that was it. This is Carnival Personnel uh, signing off. And um, Jacques, please yes. don't forget 